This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Thursday, the 29th of June, 2023. And today, it's all about you. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. And when I say you, I don't mean you, Sean Priest. Of course you mean me. It's all about me. Hello, Stephen Scott. You know what? I am chilled. I love these shows. Oh, so do I. I know. These I are mean, my favourite. I, I don't mean in general. I mean the feedback shows. Ah, I love them. So can I tell you a quick story oh, before we get into no. this? Can I try that approach? No, you can't. I bought this oh, clock. Okay. Is this you know, on? You know the Hello? clock? And it's a yes. smart clock, right? Which oh. means basically it tells the time and it can also tell uh, the time with the seconds on or off. And oh. you can get a timer on there yeah. and you can, it'll beep when you press the button. Oh, wow. Smart. Um, anyway, uh, one of its features is that you can listen to the radio. Yes, I said it. The radio on the AMFM. Uh, was a Long song. wave. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there was okay. a song with that. Fantastic. Now. What was that song? That was the Sir Cliff Richard, sir. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm, Wired did for I really sound. bring up? A, oh, goodness. Did I bring up a Cliff Richard song? All right. Sorry. Oh, I feel Carry on. Unwell now. Okay. You can listen um, to the radio. Yes. Yeah, so you can listen to the radio on it, but you can speak specify you can specify i like that word specify yes. a custom <laughs> you are we are laid back today aren't we <laughs> wow <laughs> um i think coffee's the problem i really yeah. do but anyway so you can specify a url that you yeah. can uh listen to and oh, yes. guess what i did what did you do, Stephen Scott? I, I got AMI's URL for AMI no. Audio, yes, and I put allowed. it in there. I did. Oh, you're not allowed. How I did you in, get I, that I, URL? I, I went into Chrome, and I went to the AMI.thingy, and yes. I, I went to what it says, inspect, on the live <gasps> audio page, and no. I managed to find the link. You're like one of them there hackers. I am. I'm, I'm a, I hacked my own network <laughs> that I work for. I cannot believe this. But, so... You've I mean, I could the... have asked someone at AMI, but, you know, they're all busy people. These are smart people. They've got busy things to do. They've not got time to, you know, bend to the my every of whim. Us. Yeah. I know, exactly. So you got the, the live stream link. Yeah. And you've put that in your um, alarm clock radio, basically. As I well. bought a it's clock to listen to AMI. Yeah. Well, it's well worth it. I'll be honest with you, because uh, we're not allowed to over the usual means. That's the here. problem, yes. I mm. can't listen to it in the UK, we're which is time. very annoying. <laughs> that's a tune-in thing, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah that, that's a real shame. Um, but Come on, tune-in. I'm glad you found a workaround, Stephen Scott. You know what? I'm going to take it all back, what I said about your ridiculously stupid uh, radio clock. I'm not alarm. feeling you're taking anything back here. Just, no, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm taking it all back. So uh, you've been listening to AMI all day and all night now. I have, I have, actually. Do you know what? <laughs> it's, it's way too smart for us. How did we get on there? I mean, these people are clever people. There are there are smart people on this. Not only clever, but they sound clever as well. They sound clever and they know things. I, 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 know. I listened. I was, I was listening to Ramia and her book oh, show. Yes, and you know she's invited me on the show. She's very kind, Ramia. I mean, I way too kind to us. And she invited me on to the book show, which you got to go and check out. And she was, she was listening to her talking, and, and she she's clearly read books. I know. She makes sense. You know what like, she's talking about. She you can want, talk proper. But you want me us. on there? I suggested yeah. you go on, by the way. I, I, I'm not doing it. Oh, yeah. oh, that's good. Yeah, what book shall I talk about? Well, I what, even you think. must have read at least one. The last book I read, I think, was Curious George. That'll do. Just yeah. talk about that for uh, an hour. That was a year 26 ago. 26 minutes. And it, I still never got past page two. Admittedly, <laughs> it was in grade one Braille. I, I bought it oh. to try and learn Braille. Oh, really? I could make head nor tail of the yellow hat. No, it was uh, it was too much for me. Do you know, it's so funny because I've got books in the cupboard that I thought were grade one. And I was really excited. I was on a train journey recently and I thought, oh, great, I'll take this with me and I'll practice my grade one. 
Turned out the book was in grade two. I'm sitting on the train going, I don't understand any of this. Where are, where are the letters I know? And then I'm realizing, because it was just like T. And I'm thinking T? And, and, yeah. and, and so I'm thinking, oh, that's the. Oh, no, this is grade two. Oh, no. Oh. But then I'm like, well, hang on, I knew the. But I couldn't figure out anything else beyond that. Well done. Well, at least so, you tried. Well, kind of. Well, sort you of. didn't. No, yeah. not really. Yeah, so remember what I said yesterday about 18 minutes a day? Yes. <laughs> Starts 18 tomorrow. 18 seconds a day. That's six minutes a year. No, no, no. It was 18 minutes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Basically, AMI is great. You should definitely check out some of the other shows because, well, shall I say they're better than us? Yeah, I'm going to say Well, I mean, there's absolutely no doubt in that at all. No, I, I no. hear us come on and it's it kind of feels like this, right? This is how it feels to me. So it's mm. like, this is AMI. Very yes. serious, very serious, very serious, informative, yep. educational, entertaining. And yes. then we come on, it's like, oh, 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 oh. you know, it just all feels a bit like, what happened there? Yeah, it's like we've <laughs> hacked into the radio somehow. We're, Welcome we're to the zoo. Sorry. They said they wanted a zoo format and they got an actual zoo. <laughs> anyway, let's okay. get to the feedback because honestly, uh, we do appreciate your feedback so much and uh, we also appreciate AMI for letting us do yes. this. Thank um, you. So I, I want to start with Shazad, who agrees with you. That's all this says. It just says Shazad agrees with Sean. So oh. uh, let's see what uh, comes in here. Right. So this is from Laura. Laura reads our emails as always. Hello, Sean, Stephen, and Laura. I hope you are all well, especially Sean, as I hope you have recovered from your recent trauma of losing your mixer in which you record your excellent episodes of Sean the Shed podcast, which I love listening to as you always give excellent tips on both Apple and Android phones, as it is always both informative and entertaining at the Mm. same time. Thank you. I would also say that I am a person who is suffering from retinitis pigmentosa, as you are, an excellent and shining example for all of us who Mm. are in the same boat as you can truly emphasise on how life is for anyone with RP. Sean, can you find out if 3D printers can help in any way of bringing down the price of Braille embosses, as it will save a lot of money for the average Joe to emboss Braille, especially when everyone is counting the cost due to the cost of living crisis that we are all in at the moment? Also, I hope you have recovered from your recent leg injury, as it must have been painful for you, so I hope you are on the mend now. Stephen, now... Can you give me more information about your smart toaster and what was the make and model of it? As I am interested to purchase four toasting toasters, but yes. at sterling price. And you could tell me which website to go to if I want more information. I also agree with Sean that there should be a web pass for anyone who is using social media platforms anonymously. And yet they are commenting things both negatively and derogatively at the same time. As I feel that we are slowly losing the will to feel empathy towards our fellow human beings, and it is a real shame how humanity is only thinking about themselves and not others. Also, can you ask the producers of Double Tap Podcast to extend the show from one hour to two, as well as having a feedback segment on Sundays, as your show is becoming more popular every day? So why not make it a seven-day stint? Can you also do a demonstration on how Call Annie can be used on an Android phone, as it is currently on Apple, but do you think that both Apple and Android products can start sharing applications with one another? As this should be another debate for you to comment on, for it would be a good thing to bring this topic to the open, as you have done so with Braille. Keep up the excellent work that the two of you do, as you always make me smile when listening to the excellent and number one double tap show. From Shazad, Birmingham. Oh, thank you, Shazad. He's he's won me round. That's it. He's won me round. Uh, It doesn't take much, does it? Just a bit of praise towards your toaster, and that's it. Sage Smart Toaster. That's what you're looking for, Shazad. Sage, S A G E. Uh, You'll get it for, I think, £140 at the moment, or £180 if you go for the four slice version. Yes, just to clarify this, 140 of your uh, British pounds. which are worth nothing, uh, they will uh, get you uh, a double, double? A two-slice. Well, it is double, isn't it? Yeah. Two is double. Double-slice toaster. That's absolutely what it's called. Uh, Remember two what sli- the show's called? <laughs> Getting mixed up. Uh, so your two-slice toaster, double toast, uh, you can get that for £140, or £170 will get you the four-slice. I feel like I'm on a shopping channel. Well, it's gone down a tenner. Okay. Uh, what was I saying? Just there. Yeah, no, it's absolutely right. That's exactly what I said. And there's no way you can prove otherwise. Do you ever have just two slices of toast? I always have four. That's the rules. If you have beans on toast or just toast on its own, always four slices of bread. Please don't. I'm so, so wanting toast right now. 
I am hungry and I want toast. So, oh. you know, I didn't eat before I started this right. and this was a mistake. So, yeah, Absolutely thank you for bringing menacing. this up, Shazad. I've got, I've got trigger moments <laughs> kicking off here. Uh, and I can even smell toast in my nose. Well, that's nose. not a good sign. <laughs> okay, I know they say that's a bad thing, right? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, hello, Shazad. Thank you. And uh, 3D printers taking over from embossers. Now, did we talk about this before? I can't I think we mentioned it as a... Because we were talking about, you know, is there a way that mainstream tech could be advanced? Actually, I think we talked about 3D printers, but we also mentioned that story, which we still don't know a lot about, this whole thing of iPads, apparently, the haptic right. feedback allowing for reading of Braille, which reading of still... Braille. Pff, I don't get that, but okay. I can't even conceptualize that, how that would possibly work just using haptic, but... Hey, Mr. Cook said it, so it must be true. We will find out. Um, Mr. Yes, C. Uh, oh, God bless you, Mr. C. Have we got our jingle for it? No. no. One more thing. Um, oh, yeah. Where were we going? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Okay, so 3D printers using them to print Braille. Because embossers are incredibly expensive, right? Incredibly expensive, noisy. They're just so um, almost retro, right? Um now, if you could use a 3D printer, because it's simply to drop resin onto uh, a piece of paper to represent the dots, it makes sense. But 3D printing still, I know it's been around for a, a decade or more now, mm. um, but I've never seen that use case. Uh, and they are still, on a consumer level, still pretty expensive bits of kit as well. But um, it's very interesting. I don't know enough about them, Shazad, really, to, to look into it myself. We would need someone who's a bit of a 3D printing uh, aficionado uh, to, to look into that. But, uh, yeah, we'll put it out there if anyone knows. I'm sure there's someone uh, out there using one for purposes. But the resolution they can print at now, the droplets, basically, that they can produce, I'm sure they could you know, get down to a Braille dot level. Um, I just don't know how long it would take because they are incredibly slow. It's a slow process, right, yeah. to, to 3D print. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's, a, it's an interesting concept. Yeah, the, the noise of those embossers. I remember them at school, and I don't think they've improved much. Mm. You, you actually now can buy, I think it's like an extra $1,000 or something, you can buy an acoustic hood for it. To me, it's a little bit like buying the Mac Pro and then buying the wheels. You know, yes. It's like this yes. additional <laughs> extra that costs an absolute fortune that doesn't really do anything apart from just aesthetically make you all feel better. Well, I mean, acoustic hood for an embosser, that could be useful because they are just so loud. Just stick the box that came in over on top of it. Ah, uh, just, okay, stick it in another room. That's the secret. They are stick it in someone else's huge. house and, you know, set it up on a network. And <laughs> that uses an alarm clock. That <laughs> <laughs> would get you up in the morning. Have you got one? I do. I've got an Index Everest embosser. Oh, that and sounds my, nice. And it sounds incredible. I got it. Because at the time when I was in my last job, I got it through access to work in the government scheme, of course, here in the UK, mm. and um, got it with all the intentions of using it. But of course, when I left the job, they very kindly let me take it with me. Um, but I, I haven't used it because I don't have a clue what I'm doing with it. So I have, thankfully, someone who is going to be helping me. But the great thing is, this is one thing about this kind of tech, even though it can sit for five, 10 years, or it's not, not for me, but you know, it could sit for five, 10, 15, 20 years, It'll still work exactly the same when you plug oh, yeah. it in. As it's long got as you a long life. The on it. pistons and hammers um, yeah. <laughs> and keep the yes. uh, the boiler running. It'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. I've got the coal man coming round hopefully soon, <laughs> so he can uh, deliver the coal for it. But, what yeah. was the other thing she's had brought up there? Well, coal Annie, oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it is available for Android at the moment. I'm not I don't entirely know. sure. I don't know. Um, but it, that is an interesting conversation, as you said, Shazad. Uh, why is it still that, and the first thing that springs to mind, of course, is seeing AI. Mm. You know, it's been on the iPhone for years now, and yet we still have no sign of it being available to Android. Um, why is that? Because I've got no doubt whatsoever that Android smartphones are more than capable you know, and comparable to the, the, the hardware of an iPhone. So what is the um, the barrier there? It's got to be the code, right? It's got to be simply you choose which one you want to write the code for because you, otherwise you've got to maintain and update, um, implement features on two sets of code. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, it does seem a bit, I don't know, it's not forward thinking, right? Because you're basically shutting yourself off from a huge segment of um, possible sales. 
Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is willingness with the developer. It's sometimes easier as well to develop for one platform over the other. Some clearly find Apple easier to develop for than Android. Others, I believe, I, I thought Android would be easier to develop for. I, I th- what's interesting, though, is because the Google Play Store has tightened its rules so much over the last few years, you know, and remember the time when it really was a bit of a wild west. Absolutely. You could download an app and it could be a virus just wrapped up in an app wrapper. Uh, but, you know, not anymore, right? A lot of that has gone away. They have way more con- strict controls over what is in there. Probably still yes. more get through the Google App Store than perhaps others. But maybe there's more opportunity for developers to develop something that they would maybe struggle with getting identified as, or accepted in the Apple App Store. So that could be it. I don't know. But, you know, it does require work to be done on both sides. Now, Ira did something interesting because they used a is that a programming language or something called Flutter. What is yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't looked into that, but there are various versions of this almost one code to multi-platform. So you just use this Flutter platform to write your a code. And then as you're compiling, you can compile it, say, I want this for Android, I want this build for iPhone. So basically, all you need to maintain is the one code. So that makes total sense to me. But there must be a reason why this isn't used more widely than it is. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, know what well, that is. I'm not a coder. I have no idea. It could be as simple as there is a workflow at the moment, and it's it's possibly a case of at the moment for a lot of developers who are going into this, it's they start developing for a platform. Perhaps because they want to get into an ecosystem. I see this on the Mac a lot. There's some great apps out there for Mac, um, iPhone, Apple yes. Watch, You know, but, but only in that ecosystem. It's Never true. outside of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. We need a coder. So we need a 3D printer and we need a coder. So anyone out there? Shopping list. Okay, excellent. Doubletaponair.com. Get in that touch. That would be good. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, Lena wants to talk to the haters. Ooh, oh, Laura's uh, read our emails as always. Hello, Sean and Stephen. I'm sorry you were accused of getting rid of Braille. I heard nothing like that in your words or your tone. Yeah, exactly. Quite the opposite. I am impressed by your compassion, which so often shows through your encouraging and warm words. There is a vocal segment of the blind community, like in every other community I know, that specialises in negativity and complaint. For me, it was one of the hardest things to get used to about the blind community. Let me share my recent experience with you. A bit over a year ago, I created sixdotsart.com, where I share free patterns for drawing pictures using Braille. I write the patterns so that both people who don't know Braille can draw and people who don't have access to more than a slate and stylus can also enjoy art. Every week or two, I get a negative message telling me that I shouldn't encourage blind people to do something they can't do, and I shouldn't be misusing Braille. I only count the sweet messages. Smile. Mm. I like the news segment that Grace does. An extra thank you for the Titan segment. San Diego is right on the ocean, and we feel these tragedies. We were hoping for a miracle, even when we knew in our hearts that it was impossible. Carry on. The show is great. Best to both of you, Lena. Oh, thank you, thank Lena. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, Grace is great, isn't she? She's brilliant on the double Absolutely amazing. I, I think it, it just brings so much to uh, the Express uh, episode. I, I love Grace. Amazing. Yeah, well, look, there is one benefit to me losing more vision over the past few years. It means I talk less I, because I can read less. Mm. So, you know, every cloud... <laughs> I'm not even touching that. <laughs> That's an interesting point you bring up, though, Lena, because I've had this before as well. I, I remember being accused of, and it was an interesting thing, because I think it's all about perspective, and I think it's all about where people come from. Um, there's a lot of, in our community, in our blind world, and I think this is the case across every community. It's not unique to blind people. But certainly, as, as we can talk about our own community, because we're in it and we see what people talk about, you absolutely see a sense of... Um, this is how we've done it forever, and don't change it. This is just the way it is. And that I can understand. I totally understand that. But, you know, sometimes you've got to ask questions. And, you know, I think it's easier sometimes to ask a question from the outside, like, I've done, like I did last week. What do we do with Perkins keyboards? Do we keep them? Now, actually, as a result of that question, we've had some really interesting responses. Yeah. And I, I think if if... The companies who are making these displays are listening to this, and if they're not, they should be. Then they're going to learn a lot about what blind people really want, which is ultimately how you should be designing your products in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, it's interesting. There is a segment of people who will get in touch and criticise. So when I used to talk, for example, about learning Braille and only really using it for some light reading, maybe presentation notes, labelling around the home. And that was kind of it. I used to get pillared. Remember the emails we used to get? Yes. People saying, how dare you? You're you're abusing Braille. You're not abusing using it properly. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. really? I mean, I'm just suggesting. I'm, I'm, I want to use this. I want other people to use it. And, you know, it, it's not, it cannot just be so that we can read War and Peace on a Sunday afternoon in silence. As great as that would be, that's not going to happen. If I start reading War and Peace, I will probably never finish it. Or Curious George. No, or Curious George. Right. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I think the important thing here is, is what you said there. It's not just the blind community. This isn't an issue just inside our community. There, there is, Wherever you are, is you're not living your life you know like i live my life therefore you're wrong so there is a lot of that and we've discussed and, that a lot on this show yeah exactly i i think as long as you're respectful you can have you know disagreements and different opinions it's fine and i think um i think that the discussions we've had on this show have been uh, a good example of that i'll be honest with you I'm, I'm quite proud of the discussions we have on here yeah i mean it's not you know we we want to encourage conversation and we want to encourage discussion but one thing i am all about is encouraging people to think outside of their own box for five seconds. Because you can, you, you'll learn something. I, honestly, I, I, if I had the time and if I had the desire and if I had, you know, the energy, I would create a show called else. Perspective, which is just a show listening to people talk about something. I am always, I live my life from other people's perspectives. That's how I live. I feel like I bounce around sometimes with different issues because when an issue comes up, and, and there's so many issues I could give an example of today, I'm not going to because it just opens up a nightmare hole. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, there are so many examples in today's world where I hear something come up and it's immediately people are put into a box, you know. So I'm against identity politics. I just hate all that nonsense. And, you know, it's, it's just I, they're immediately put in a box and the box can be not even a label. It can be a decision. So you say, I like this or I don't like this, and you're immediately put in this box, be it a political box or whatever. And I want to hear from people who live that life or who live with that experience, and then I want to hear them talk about it. You know, I don't have a fixed view on most things, and actually that's the bit that freaks people out most about me. I don't have fixed views on very much at all. And some things I do, but, you know, most things I'm, I'm willing to learn, willing to evolve on, and I have over the years. You know, I think that's the way that it, it, I think it's a good way to live because then you don't have that fixed approach. You don't have the, this is the way it's done and we've yes. always done it this way. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it could change, right? And, exactly. And, and if we had that attitude towards Braille, we'd still all be using the Perkins every day and we'd still be bashing out, you know, notes in a Perkins that would never connect to a computer because the idea of connecting it to a computer to use it in that way might be abusing Braille. You could make the argument. It's the same mm -hmm. argument as saying, oh, well, you're only using it for labelling. That's not good enough. So, yeah, down with the haters. Just ignore <sighs> oh, them. Dear. And just just live your best life. Oh, oh I hate wow, that. that. That's horrible. Well done, you. Disgusting. It's like we're in California. This is beautiful. Do you know what it is? It's all these Canadians. They're making me feel uh, well, positive. Oh, dear. That's not the Scottish way. No, it's not. It's not my. It's not my way of life. That sounds really cool, by the way, Lena. What did you say? It was six dot art. Six that dot. Sounds... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put the link in the show notes, Lena, so people can find it. Sounds um, fantastic. Keep it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, right. Let's go to another message. This is from Rebecca. Okay. Regarding the tragedy of the crew attempting to examine the Titanic wreckage, we should remember that these types of deaths are usually preventable. This makes the situation even worse for the families. Public speculation isn't helping much. I have to raise a controversial point about mean-spirited videos. First, the person who asked for money to get food and then threatened the couple is harming anyone who is legitimately going through a hard time. Not only is he being a horrible human being, but he is harming vulnerable groups of people who are in need. Watching such videos is only giving the person the attention he craves, so the best thing we can do is ignore viral videos that harm others. This individual should be banned from YouTube and his disgusting videos should be removed. Now, I try to stick with my YouTube subscriptions and reputable sources. The theme of Thursday's show is all about recognising our humanity. To that end, I ask listeners not to criticise the Double Tap team too hard. 
You are unique individuals with your own preferences. I respect that. I am fully on board with the modular approach to Braille displays. Let the user decide which Braille input method and grade level works best. Now, I am not on board with putting Braille on every product because some people cannot read Braille due to nerve damage. Let people use their phone to scan the medication label and get all the information. Then let the user save the material and read it on the Braille display. Provide affordable embossers that would work with iPhones and Android devices. Please tell me why Braille is on drive through ATMs. I laugh at this every time. <laughs> Love the show. Rebecca. Yes, yeah, so in America, apparently in Canada, I think as well, they have these drive through cash machines. We don't have them here in the UK, but you, you drive through and they have Braille on them. Oh, oh okay. What's that about? <laughs> drive through. I, I mean, really? Is it so that, you know, that a passing blind person can get their... We take taxis and cabs and Ubers and drive through. I drive through McDonald's in a taxi all the time. It's beautiful. Yes, it's just it's so random, though, isn't it? It's like of all the things that you would think you know Braille would show up on. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. But hey, kudos for doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's the affordability question that Rebecca brings up is always the key, right? Because we always go back to this point. I was looking at the uh, Orbit Reader Twenty. Uh, which is six nine nine for the, mm-hmm. the the I think that's the for the I, I always get mixed up between that and the plus because there's the new plus version as well. Yes, there is, and um, I think it might be a little bit more expensive. I think it's seven nine nine, but still, I mean, that's uh, in Braille world, that's actually pretty decent price. That's a bargain. That's the dollar store price. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the UK, for example, if I buy this from the RNIB, no, not the plus, but the twenty, the Orbit Reader twenty, I'll get that for five hundred and sixty pounds. Because we don't pay the sales tax in the UK if it's a product specific. And it might be the case in the US and other places as well, although I can't speak to that. But I know in the UK we don't. So, you know, we're getting that for £560, $699. Um, that's, you know, that's pretty good for Brill. It's still a lot of money, though. And a lot of people just can't afford that. And that's another problem. Now, of course, there are other ways. And, you know, we know about Braille input options. But this is goes back to my central point about there being that separate display. Yeah, is it possible to create a separate display at a lower cost? I know that the cost of the keyboard is not impacting the overall cost massively. I realise that, but still, I wonder: is there something that could be created that would be a little bit more affordable? I don't know. And Orbit seems like the company that could do it. If they're building, if they're able to build modular components, could you just buy the Braille display on its own? But what is an affordable price? I mean, that's the other question. You know, $100, $200, $500, at what point? Because there's always going to be a point of someone, usually me, saying, oh, I can't afford that even at that price. You yeah, know, so yeah. what, what, what is a truly affordable price? I don't that's, know. The, that's the endless question, isn't it? And yeah. to your point about viral videos, uh, Rebecca, I've got to say, the problem is that they come up on your screen, you, you, you're watching the thing before you even realise. That's the problem. Mm, I find yeah. this this annoyance about these videos. You know, you're watching it, and suddenly you're you've contributed to the algorithm to say, "Hey, I'm watching this," and suddenly more horror starts to show up. I don't know how you get around that. Mm. Anyway, look, stick around. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate that, and uh, more of your feedback coming up next on AMI Audio's Double Tap. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap on Air and on Mastodon at Double Tap. Yeah, we're back on Double Tap and uh, Rebecca, of course, uh, ending our last segment. They are talking about a whole wide range of different things. Braille is uh, still coming up in our emails. Is that surprising? (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. Uh, Another. It's always a, a prickly subject to tackle well, for some yeah, reason. Course. I never quite understand why. Touchy subject. Uh, oh, you. it's a touchy subject. Touchy. Thank oh, you. I hey. That is the line. Oh, we missed it. Why didn't oh. I do that? Oh. So good. Braille, the touchy subject. Oh, oh that's so good. Right. Just have a minute of silence. <laughs> Can I, I, wait till I get my Perkins Braille out until I take that <laughs> as a note. Uh, right, let's go to a different topic just now. Uh, this is about uh, backing up. Uh, I think that's what this is about. Um, Let me go to an email from Camille. Uh, Thankfully, Laura reads these. Before I install a new version of iOS, I always, always back up the whole device. I do this using iTunes because it's easy to do. Now, you will probably tell me that iTunes is not very accessible. If that is the case, well, you can stop reading here. Otherwise, the process is as simple as connecting your device to a USB port and it will be backed up. 
If you encounter problems once the update or new version is installed, all you need to do is restore the whole device from your backup. This is accomplished using iTunes and will be done in a few simple steps, starting by selecting the file menu, then devices, then restore from backup. From Camille, from Regina. And, and where is Regina, John? Oh, that will be in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I was really yeah, trying to do it right then worse. as well. <laughs> Saskatchewan. You lost the K and everything. You've it's lost a, all the Ks. It's, it's a lovely, lovely place. We um, love Regina. Abs- absolutely. Um <laughs> <laughs> I said Regina. You're such a child. <laughs> don't, don't draw attention to it. Um, funnily <laughs> enough, Camille, stop it. I installed <sighs> iTunes last week or the week before after I updated every phone I had to. Can I just, before you say this, can I just yes. very quickly for okay. people to catch up? Because it just occurred to me we didn't clarify this. Oh. This was when we were talking about backing up our phones and I was asking the question, What's the best way of doing it if you want to restore? So that's where that quick this is it, where this came from. And it is iTunes. I I hate iTunes with a passion. I've never managed to get my head around the layout of it when it comes to music, podcast, or any of that stuff. Um, but it is incredibly easy just to connect your phone and back up, uh, and it, it does it so well. And to restore, as Camille just demonstrated there so yeah absolutely right if it's only for that i would have itunes on a device it's it's well it's it's music now isn't it that's the other problem on windows it's still itunes i think but on the mac it's now music but i think it works the same no yeah but on the mac you just plug it in it's actually built into finder now that whole backing up process i believe because Ah. i haven't used my uh, mac like that since they've made the change but as far as i know that's all part of the system now part of the os so you can just plug it in and, and do it straight from there i believe well you know you've you got this uh, little mac mini over there if you I'm, uh... I'm getting to it i've, I've got things exploding in here I, i've got to <laughs> rearrange and well tidy up basically yeah <laughs> you've got to paint over that big burn mark on the wall <laughs> And then uh, carry on from there. Yeah. Did it blow up your monitor as well? Is that right? Did it, did uh, it... No. I, um, I had to... I, you know what? I just left it overnight and I came back in and it's it's absolutely fine. Well, I say absolutely fine. As far as I can tell, there's a blurry light in front of me, so I'm assuming that's okay. I, I don't know. I, I love that the, 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 micro, the, the, the mixing console seemed to have exploded, kind of backfired, literally, and taken out your monitor <laughs> that was sitting behind it, which just sounds hilarious. Uh, yes. Well, having, you know extension plugs uh, plugged into extension plugs is never a good idea let me no. just say that fire Children, safety advice from Sean is that a Sean of the uh, Shed coming soon is it is, yeah, is the yeah. next Sean of the Shed just basically going to be a gigantic fire <laughs> just the shed on fire <laughs> end of the season finale <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be the most exciting series finale I've ever watched of your show it's going to be really good just the webcam slowly melting <laughs> beautiful Right, let's get back to Lena, uh, who sent us another email this week. We're doing a bit of catch-up here with our emails and feedback uh, today. So uh, let's go to this email from Lena. Hello, Stephen and Sean. Another great show today. Sean, I too was nervous about this topic, but I'm glad we're having a good conversation. Oh, brilliant. The conclusion for me is the more choices, the better. When you feel like tackling another possibly prickly subject, Stephen, I'd like to know how much AT companies are paying in licensing fees when they include access to the various For the Blind reading services. My friend sent me a link from YouTube, which includes a comment from American Printing House, which says that NLS Bard support is not available on the Mantis because APH wanted to keep the price down and the license fees were high. Now, I'm wondering, are other countries for the blind reading services charging licensing fees? How much are these fees? How much are they adding to the cost of braille displays, note takers and specialised book players? Best to both of you, Lena. So hang on, so we're talking here about reading services like libraries? Yeah, well, it sounds like it. Yeah, that's interesting. So we're talking about libraries and I their charging I assumed they were fees. all free services. Am I being really naive? Uh, well, maybe we're, maybe we're thinking blind about this, if you know what I mean. Yes. And we're yeah, thinking, oh, well, true. we're blind, we get everything for nothing. But actually, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, well, I mean, these services obviously cost money to run, right? So that might be part of it, I guess. Um I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to that, but this is one that I think we can all chime in on if we want. If you've got something you want to say on this, it's an interesting topic because if that's actually hampering the content that is being able to be made or being made available on devices, then perhaps there's a question to be asked about that because what is the cost and what is the cost for? 
And does that raise a question on, because I often think about services like in the UK, we have the RNIB library, which mm-hmm. is free to the user. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it, used, it used to cost money. It used to cost money. You used to have to pay to access the RNIB Talking Books library. But now what? you don't. Yeah, you used to pay for it. It's a disgrace. I'm blind. But then they opened it up and they said, no, it's all free. And I remember at the time thinking, is that a smart move? Really? Is this a smart move? Not so much from the, the point of view. I understand that it's good to obviously make the books free and I get all that. But I was thinking, God, if, if this service needs money in the future, it's going to find it really hard to ask yeah. that question, to go back to say, uh, can we get some, can you got a spare five pounds somewhere? Because that's going to be difficult to do because you've had the service for free. And look at all the services we've seen that have had these issues. I mean, look at Ira, you know, the challenges they've had with the free yes, five minutes. it's extremely and the, difficult. It's hard yeah. to start charging for money in these things. So you're almost better starting out with a stall, but or even tier the whole thing. Say you can have access to X amount of books per month for free, and then if you want more, you pay. And Yeah, but then how much does that compare? How competitive is it to services like Kindle or, or Audible? I mean, what, what is the fees here? I don't know. It's a really interesting question. I know nothing about this. No. So, yeah, um, I, I don't know, but that yeah. is a very interesting point. Interesting, interesting question. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. We will certainly uh, hope to get some answers on this. Now, I talked about the uh, OpenScape app yesterday and how I've been using it to get myself to uh, Mickey D's for my morning breakfast, which is why I so do cool. enjoy. What? You're just so cool. All these phrases you're coming out with. I'm sure you're regressing into a, a teenage uh, a youth. I'm really impressed, Stephen. Well teenage done. youth? Wow. Yeah. Right. No, well, Beautiful. you know, you just sound cool lately. Oh, really? Well, I'm giving you a compliment hang here. On a What's the matter with hang you? Hang on a minute. I'm sending you the mixing desk, right? Would you just, <laughs> it is on its way. I, I'm, you don't have to butter me up. It is, it's just that the guy didn't pick it up. Or well, girl. I don't know. Sexist. Yeah. I do also want the Roomba. Um, smart vacuum as well. <sighs> if, right, if you're fine. Thank you. Mike Mini having turned it on. <laughs> anyway, as I was Sorry. saying, so yes. uh, as I was talking about what this, we got an email about OpenScape, and yeah. uh, this is Paul who's uh, sent us an email and attached an audio file. So let's listen to this. Hi, Double Tappers. I just wanted to get in touch regarding Soundscape and OpenScape. I'm really glad that OpenScape have. Um, picked up the code because soundscape is such a useful app it really helped me build up my confidence in getting about whilst using the white cane however now i do have more confidence i'm finding blind square so much more powerful and useful Mm. Um, plus i've spent more 40 pound on it so i'm gonna use it (laughs) just a thought regarding Microsoft extending the deadline or the deletion of Soundscape. I'm wondering whether they're planning to integrate this sort of uh, app, Soundscape app, into the Seeing AI app. And maybe they're not quite ready to do that, which is why they've delayed their own day. Just a thought. Mm. Anyway, Paul from Ripley, Merry Old England. Oh, merry old England, merry old England, merry old England now. Uh, Sorry, is that a song we should all know? Yes. Like, were you expect us to sing along? That I don't know. Like... I'm not English. I don't know. <laughs> You're the English one here. I don't, I don't know nothing. Uh, thank you, Paul. Um, that's an interesting point as well, though, isn't it? Why Why couldn't it be integrate, in, oh dear, Oof, oh integrated mm. into just one app? There are days I think we maybe should edit this. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if I see that, oh. Paul. I don't know. No, oh. I, I don't know. If I'm Someone's being dismissive that. here. Here's I'm not a being hater. dismissive. I just What's don't. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing. I like that. See anyway. Um, seeing AI. Uh, but no, I I don't. I'm not convinced. Although it would be good, but I'm I'm not convinced about that. I think it's dead. I don't. I still don't understand why they've extended it unless there's something going on in the background maybe allowing for OpenScape to get... But there's no evidence of that. No, no, no. But, I mean, they could just be watching us, you know, keeping an eye on the... on the not, not us, us. I mean, watching the Who's community. Watching me? the, the, that the webcam reaction. off. I mean, they know what's going on. So, you know, maybe they are saying, oh, well, okay, let's give this OpenScape a bit more time. 
maybe to mature yeah. and, and recheck. But yeah, you know, uh, blind square is a really interesting one because I've had blind square for years and years. The developer is absolutely fantastic. He's always working on that. I opened it up the other day and um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the interface, but I do struggle a lot more with blind square. Uh, and I, uh, I'm not sure what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I do, I do prefer soundscape. There are so many options in Blind Square. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's just too much for me. It's a bit overwhelming. It was a bit overbose the last time I used it, but that was a while ago. I think they may have. Yeah, but it's got so many different that. ways to control it. You can control it with your voice. I think there's even shortcuts in there. You can create shortcuts up in Apple Shortcuts. There's, you know, you can control it with your headphones by pressing the um, play pause button to do different things. Go through right. a menu. It's so controllable, but. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just don't tend to use it that often. But how how, how does it compare, compare to OpenScape or, or what was Soundscape? Is it similar at all? Is, does it oh, have the same very, features? Yeah, it's very, very similar. The, the thing that always draws me back to Soundscape originally was that I walked, <laughs> I remember this like this was yesterday, I walked from the end of my street to the, the, the first crossing and as soon as I was about 10 foot away, it told me approaching there. And then when I was actually crossing the road, it told me, you know, you're crossing whatever. It was the accuracy and the responsiveness. I've never had that on anything else. Um, it's always a little bit, okay, it tells me there's a turning coming up, but it could be you know, a good three minutes before I actually hit it. Or, and Soundscape just seems, I don't know how, but it just seems to be much, much more accurate. And maybe that's just a placebo thing. I don't know, because in Blind Square, it actually tells you. It tells you, you know, uh, usually it's around 16 feet drift in the GPS accuracy. Right. And it does tell you that. It gives you so much information. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm gonna... Blind Square is a great app, though. And hopefully having some Soundscape features uh, implemented in the next update. I mean, I like the idea of the different commands and the controls. I think I, when I first used it, I was still playing that game of Nah, uh, you know, it's not like GPS. It's not like your average GPS. It was very verbose, too mm-hmm. much information coming at me. I mean, it was every movement seemed to tell me something else, and I couldn't get my head around literally where things were. Um, but, you know, Soundscape just simplified all that in a really calming way. That was the difference, I think. It was all very relaxed. I think you're right. I think yeah, that is it. Just I too much it, information, you know. It's it's not the amount of information. It's the way it relays it to you. It's the you. presentation of it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it just seems comfortable to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so glad OpenScape is, is coming back, or it's, as, as Soundscape is coming back. Uh, Nicole agrees. Uh, she sent in this uh, message via email. Hey, Double Tappers, Nicole here. Ah, there's so much to comment on, so much to say, but I'll limit it to my three top things. Um, Firstly, I am super excited about OpenScape. It just makes me happy every time I launch the app. Um, And I can't wait to see what the developers do with it. And yeah, 100%, I would put money behind it. Absolutely. I think um, they deserve everything because... Yeah, there's nothing like it or Soundscape at the moment that just works so flawlessly. So, um, yeah, can't wait to see what it comes what comes of it. The other thing is on Braille, I am a QWERTY keyboard user. So even though I learnt Braille from a really young age, I find now that when I go back to a Braille keyboard, I really have to think about what I'm typing and I'm definitely slower at typing on a braille keyboard so yeah that wouldn't be my my preference but i can see where other people do um, benefit from it the other thing is i've got a question around braille displays specifically um so i work in a situation where i have to hand over my iphone to customers so that they can enter information and so i'll be using the braille display and i turn voiceover off and it always well, 99.9% of the time loses connection. So when I turn the voiceover back on, the display either has disconnected or it's just not functioning as it should be. So I was wondering if anyone has any tips on that, any workarounds, or is it just a matter of putting up with the frustration of having to repair or reconnect every time? Um, if you're doing it every five minutes, it certainly kind of is very frustrating and you wonder why you know are you actually benefiting from this braille but yeah i guess that's just my situation but it'd be good to know if there are any things i can do to 
make the thing stay connected even when voiceover is off. Um, the other thing, and this surprised me yesterday, I was using Zoom on my Mac and I had my AirPods connected so the, the voiceover was coming through them and I joined a Zoom call and the sound actually came from my Mac speakers. So I had voiceover in my AirPods and Zoom coming out of the speakers and I don't know about you guys, but it just, it made sense. I was like, yeah, I can actually concentrate because I've got, you know, the two different sound sources. So yeah, on this Zoom call yesterday, I found it really, I was really able to concentrate on on the call and do what I needed to do on my Mac as well. So um, yeah, I don't know if I'm just late to the party or this is, this is new, but um, yeah, certainly on the Mac, it worked really well to have the, the two different sources. Um, I don't believe I changed any settings on Zoom to make that happen. But yeah, just wanted to let you all know if you hadn't um, noticed it already. I don't know if, if the same thing works on Windows. Um, but yeah, certainly on the Mac yesterday, Zoom and voiceover through the AirPods was working really well for me. Anyway... I think that's all for now. Keep double tapping and uh, yeah, thanks for the podcast, guys. You do an amazing job every day. Oh, thank you, Nicole. That's thank you. Kind. Everyone's being really nice today. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, so many off. interesting, <laughs> so, so many interesting <laughs> points in there. That, that that comment about the Zoom and the AirPods, right? So is this? You're not splitting the sounds there, Nicole, are you? You're just you're just comfortably enjoying the Zoom call with voiceover. Yeah, essentially overnight, like you would get with any app, I guess, when you're wearing your AirPods, right? Yeah, but the, the the sound from Zoom is coming through the Mac speakers. So the actual meeting or conversation is coming through the Mac speakers, yet she's hearing voiceover just oh, yes, her right, AirPods. Okay. Right. So I, uh, the trouble is, our, our audio setups are slightly different. Everything's piped through a, well, I say mixer, usually piped through a mixer. So I haven't noticed that myself <laughs> with a... Yes, thank you. With uh, any update to Zoom, but I mean, it, it should be. I mean, it's definitely possible because you can route audio pretty much anywhere, right? So yeah, I mean, arguably that's a setting that's gone wrong in your case, Nicole. But it's it's in your favour because mm. what that should have done, Zoom should have sent the audio to your AirPods. Uh, but what has happened instead is that it stayed on the MacBook, but the voiceover volume, voiceover is already sending to the AirPods. Now, you can customise that to suit yourself because the great thing here with voiceover is you can tell it where to go as well. So you can say, I want you to focus on this particular output. You know, if it always goes to the AirPods, that's fine. Um, and then obviously if you take an AirPod out, it'll return to the Mac speakers. But then when you put your AirPods back in, it'll go back to the AirPods again. Now in Zoom, you then have a separate control inside Zoom which lets you choose, it's just after the mute button, actually, there's an audio settings uh, button. Yeah. I mean, you hit that, a list will appear, and that lets you choose the microphone, which could be your AirPods microphone, or it could be the MacBook microphone, uh, or you could choose for output for speakers, your MacBook speakers or your AirPods. So you have different options available, and you can kind of route the audio wherever you like. Yeah, we talk about these mixing consoles, but you actually have still got, even without one of those, quite a lot of options where you can route audio to. Now, your mileage varies on this depending on the length of time you get with your AirPods and the battery and all the rest. So, you know, that can work in your favour and against. If I'm going on a really important call, I tend to prefer a wired headset. Um, I often like to have, I mean, I love this idea of having the, the voiceover in your ears because especially if it's the AirPods and you've got the, uh, say, the AirPods Pro 2, right, where you've got that you know, noise cancellation option turned off and you're listening in transparency mode, that's quite cool because then you can hear everything going on around about you. You can hear the call, but you can still work away and they're not hearing your voiceover. And that's the crucial point for a lot of us. We don't all want people to hear our screen readers. So totally with you on that. So that's actually worked out pretty well, but hopefully that explains to you why that's happening. And you have full control over that, of where, where all that audio goes. So that's pretty cool, right? It is, absolutely. Now, down to your Braille display issue that you're having, that every time you turn voiceover off, it disconnects and then you know you need to reconnect it manually um 
that, that kind of makes sense that it would disconnect, but I, I, you would expect it that as soon as you start voiceover again, it would automatically reconnect, right? But is that down just to the specific make of Braille display? I, I don't use it enough. I, I have no idea. Stephen, do you know with the iPhone and the Braille's? Well, I, I can't say for certain on this, but the only thing I'm aware of is that voiceover controls the Braille display. Right, yes. So if you turn voiceover off, it would make sense for it to disconnect. Yes, you are connected via Bluetooth to the Braille display, but that is a setting that you have to set in voiceover itself. So when you've originally set up your Braille display, Nicole, you would have gone into voiceover rather than into Bluetooth settings. They don't encourage that. They encourage you to go in, for some reason, into voiceover and add it there. So I imagine that's doing the controlling. So if you do switch off voiceover you're switching off connection as well. Like That is the only uh, assessment yeah, I can get out of that. And, and I know it doesn't make sense because you're still connected in a way. It would make sense to reconnect. But... I mean, every time you turn your uh, iPhone on, you don't have to reconnect the Braille display through the accessibility settings every time, do you? No, you don't. Uh, no, but I will admit, I don't know about what one you're using there, Nicole, but I have had many issues with mine reconnecting even after just locking the phone, you know, coming back up, you know, getting the thing to see it again. It's like... You have to go through this whole merry dance. So sometimes, sometimes it works. Sometimes it takes maybe ten seconds to do it. It doesn't always happen instantly. That's for sure. So mm. maybe next time, try it and then give it a little bit of time. You've probably already done this, but just give it a, maybe twenty seconds and just see if it starts to come back. It will probably not come back instantly. That is for sure. Um, yep. Still a bit of an issue with that. I think with connecting them to the phones. This is where our listeners, our amazing listeners, couldn't possibly help if you've experienced this problem. Let us know. And finally, to your point about a sub for OpenScape, paying either subscription or uh, paying outright, uh, you're for it, Nicole. Okay, we're going to put you in the list then. Uh, (laughs) Nicole will pay for it. Nicole Uh, says. She's going to pay for it for me, all right? She's going to pay for me, Sean, and uh, all of the Double Tap audience. So millions of people are getting free OpenScape thanks to Nicole. Stephen gets open space. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll get open space. Yeah, that's why I'll get absolutely nothing. Um, no, do you know what? I, I'm kind of with you on this, Nicole. I would pay a sub for it. But uh, you know what? If I'm in a position to do that, that's great. A lot of people might not be. And I kind of wish there was a way we could do like a pay it forward. I've said this before. Yes. But I think that might yeah. be the way to, to do this. Who knows? But anyway, hopefully we'll get the developer on and we can ask the questions. We'll pin them down and ask the questions. Say, what are you going to do with this thing? And how much for donations? That would be cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, that's it for today. We're back tomorrow. We've got uh, Michael Babcock and Damasi Thomas joining us tomorrow to talk about travelling to convention as they head off to the NFB and ACB events next week. All details on that on tomorrow's show. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.